Hello there, welcome along to PTI Australia. I am Russell Barwick, Sam Kekovich. What a weekend it was. Who would have thought, cast your mind back 20 years ago, who would have thought that Melbourne would be the dominant NRL state, yeah. Sydney would be the dominant VFL state, yeah. and to top it all off, the Yanks got beaten the Ryder Cup. Boom! Oh, God, what a weekend. Get in the hole! Oh, they absolutely just gave me the top chips. The Americans. But anyway. They do give you the ears, Of course, we are owned by Americans. Sucked in. You lost the Ryder Cup. Uh, tonight on the show, I cheer, cheer the Swannies. He gets fired up for the storm, of course. The mother of all comebacks in the Ryder Cup. And Quaid proves there's only one twit in Twitter, and that's him. Plus, we play toss-up. And soccer legend Craig Moore is here to preview the A-League season and the Champions League and anything else we can talk about in the world of football. It's all brought to you by sportingbet.com. However, I'm first up, all right? Yes, go. And we're going to start with the NRL for a change. You're wearing your Melbourne Storm uh, tie. Uh, the Melbourne Storm won the decider 14-4 over Canterbury. They were never going to lose from the very outset, but I'd, you were a doubter all along. I thought Canterbury would win this one, but i got to give credit to the Melbourne Storm. It was dour. There's no... I don't like to use the word boring because... It's not a bit of a brilliant game, but... It, it was dour. There were opportunities, but the way Billy Slater played and Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith had an off night. It should have been This iced. was a game of glory and redemption. Should have been iced at half-time. Should have been 20-4 to four at half-time because he missed a couple of those crucial kicks. Uh, the refereeing was insignificant, which I liked. Oh, yes. The no. video didn't come into it, which I liked. The video should have come into it. The biting was the downside, and he should get 10 And the commentary weeks. was appalling. So Sydney-centric, and Gus Gould, who I respect, and I think is outstanding. You're bagging rabbits. Uh, and and no, Rabs could have done a bit more in terms of oh, uh, get making back. a bigger issue. This will get well, back. Well, Rabs a great mate of mine. Formally. they just skimmed over the surface when it was a blatant uh, ear bite. And they didn't make any fuss of it. And then Gus Gould had the temerity of still saying Canterbury can win with 30 seconds to go. No one gave Melbourne the credit and just desserts it deserved. So Channel 9 and my good friend. Formerly. Formerly. Oh, <laughs> erstwhile friend Oh, now, mate, he'll know. He'll whack you. To the losers in Canterbury. And they came from missing the finals last year to minor premiers in the grand final in the space of 12 months. They've unearthed some real talent and Des Hasler's done an amazing job in these 12 months so far. The biggest question that's being posed now is, can he repeat the dose? I think he or can. Or go one better? I think he can. I think uh, Young He's got Reynolds... talent there. Young Reynolds is a fantastic young yeah. player. They've uh, locked him down. Morris was good. Morris I love is outstanding. The, I love the way they've got Krizan and Inu, who I've had little time for because yeah. I don't think he uses the talent that God gave him well enough. But he did for the Bulldogs. Don't know why. Good pack, good pack. Parrot was fabulous. The pack, Cassiano, yeah. these sorts of guys, Aiden Tolman, he your man, He's a bit Ennis. fitter, Cassiano. He, I know he looks a bit... Unge- hey, he's got everything. He's, he's got, got the he's skills. He's got great ball skills. Made the Kiwi I'm squad. not sure he's got the durability to keep going, though. I think if Des had him uh, and did that in 12 months, imagine yeah. imagine what he'd do like he did with Manly over a four- or five-year period. I think there's good things ahead for the Bulldogs and well done to the Bulldogs supporters. They were into it, which the whole city was well, into so, it. Hang on, Melbourne were represented no, 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 too. No, we're talking about the losers. I'm, yeah. Melbourne Storm were fabulous and they're travelling supporters, the Purple Army. That was their home game, the uh, Doggies. So yeah, at least that's what I'm saying. And a great crowd. A great to the good. AFL, the Swans won an epic grand final by 10 points over Hawthorne. The consensus is that it was one of the greats. But let's start with the Swans. No one tipped them bar me and you and a couple of others at the start of the year. What? Well, you didn't. <laughs> you did. I did, I did take this 41 This was truly dollars. one of the great performances and the great victories. Let me tell you, uh, when you consider on the and, uh, how they achieved it, Goods was on one leg, Mumford should not have played, Teddy. Ted Richards, let me tell you, if they knew the, the exact extent of his injuries, he should have been in the gurney, 
And to top it all off at the edge, Jude Bolton's knees mm. was gone too. So I thought... They was, showed... This was what... Oh, uh, let me tell Decker. you. This is a side that's got an enormous self-belief. Mm. They've got a great culture. And all those, in, those intangibles that build a club, they have in abundance. And Hawthorne, let me tell you, they'll rue the day that lost opportunities. But Sydney Swans... The, they were the tough, hard and played together. The crucial moment for me was actually when the siren went in that first quarter and the ball hadn't gone through for Hawthorne. If they were four goals behind Sydney, it might yeah. have been a whole different ball game, but they kicked six in the second quarter, yeah. they fell behind, the way they came back. Oh, Smith's performance on Rioli, you go but, right through, Hanbury was well, outstanding. To the Hawks, they were red-hot favourites going in, but they fell short. And I reckon you're going to say that the game the week previous against Adelaide basically opened the door for Sydney. Well, it certainly exposed some foibles that Hawthorne have had. And, you know, it's been a long harboured uh, view by a lot of footballing pundits that, you know, you isolate their defence, they could be in you're a lot of trouble. You're talking about Gibson. Yeah, Gibson and, and, and their... Uh, Showmakers. Showmakers. Virtual. And, 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 of course, their midfield, once their midfield was slow, let me tell you, Mitchell was, you know, just obliterated. Yeah. And he's the general there. But what happened to Hawthorne? I reckon Hawthorne, I've never seen a side in the short space of two weeks completely They lost their flair. They've gone from a... a, a, a they went from a side with enormous self-belief, yep. enormous composure, great delivery, you know, exquisite skills, to being a mumbling wreck. Yeah. You know, they were fumbling. But the, they, the Swans they, they tackled their on. hearts out. Of course, they tackled and upset them, and all of a sudden... They became a little bit uncertain. But they also missed some set shots at goal, hit the post three times, and the man that they really looked towards, Buddy, Buddy and Cyril... He's got to Buddy's got to start learning to kick goals from directly in front. He's straight. had an amazing game. Forget about that left foot But at foot the end thing. of the day, it's all about making the most of your opportunities. And here, once again, they'll rue the one that may have got away for them. Mm -hmm. To golf, and this is one of the most magnificent sporting events I reckon I've witnessed over the weekend, the Ryder Cup. Europe produced one of the most amazing comebacks ever seen in any sport. Coming back from 10-6 down, heading into the final singles match to win by one. Some are saying it was probably the greatest... Oh. I don't reckon it was well, without it was a doubt. Without a doubt, the greatest golf event that I've so actually what was single, watched. What was I'm the almost prepared to say it was the greatest sporting event I've watched. And I, I mean, I, euphoric after Saturday grand final win by the Swans. And, yeah. then, the, and then to wake up yeah. on Monday morning and watch the... Unbelievable they were going finish. To Justin, to Justin Rose, the 17th, the putt, followed by the 18th. The shot by Poulter on 18 to stick it to about eight feet. Poulter rolled uh, Mickelson, he was two up. And no, then no, that Garcia, was Rose. Rose, 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 Rose Nichols, and then Garcia got rid of Furick, and Furick's last putt just missed. Remember, it was just a ridiculously yeah. enthralling contest. They won the last first five. They games. won the first five to take it to a lead, uh, and even coming down to Stricker on the last needing yeah. a putt, and then Martin. Stricker Kimer. was woeful. I think the the best comment I read was a German winning putt, an Irishman drinking French champagne on U.S. soil, while an Englishman played tribute to a legendary Spaniard, that being Seve Ballesteros. And I guess the biggest thing was their level of camaraderie and mateship and yeah. urging someone on, as opposed to the Americans who just waltzed through, you know, those it was tall poppy syndrome. It was emotional, and Jose Maria Lothabal, well done. Yeah, in Cricket Australia through to the 2020 World Cup semi-finals after Super 8 wins over India and South Africa, thanks mainly to Shane Watson. Four consecutive Man of the Match awards, making people like myself and maybe you set up and take notice. Are you well, interested? I must confess, I'm not interested in the event at all, but I have surfaced, I have surfed, surfed a little bit and uh, caught snippets of it. But Watson, we, we know for a long time, he's, a, he's an exquisite talent. Injury has plagued him for a Doing long time. Doing everything, though. 
But he can do everything. Can he now. keep? Can he ke probably can keep if he needs to. <laughs> but he has singly, you know, got Australia out of the jam on a number of occasions. Well, a couple of blokes haven't had, a, a, haven't had a bat. No, I know. Half of them haven't had a bowl. Some of those blokes are just sitting there going, well, what else am I but for, playing cards? But four consecutive man the matches at Exquisite, I don't care who you are, but in that level of competition, the, you know, to uh, perform to win the Brownlow, wouldn't he? Well, you know, I think he would. <laughs> but it's good. It's, and it all goes well for Australia from a future perspective. If they can keep him fit and sound, forget about the rest of the side, but... From a, I'm looking forward towards. But the you're Atlas. not. A, are you interested in the contest? No, not at all. Oh, what in Colombo where they're playing? You seen the tracks? You seen the ground? Yeah, I see them. Even you and I could hit sixes there. Now this is interesting. This the whole Quade Cooper Twitter dramas just won't go away. With last week the ARU effectively telling him to go away if he doesn't like things. And our man Matt Burke has questioned the bad influence social media can have on a team environment. I reckon he's got a point. Of course he's got th a point, but it's not going away. And I tell you what, Sonny Bill Williams to come out blatantly and say, wherever I go, unless Quade Cooker comes with me, that's, that's what, not going to happen. That, um, that, but that's Quade what erodes Cooper, the fabric the, of team. They, they, who, the best thing, we've just spoken about team uh, exactly. environments and yeah, the culture, culture at Melbourne and Sydney Swans. The culture at the Wallabies is... Me, me, me. I remember one quote from a Wallaby who shall remain nameless, but he's playing at your team. When he went to a new team, said, I can't wait to, for you guys to be raised to the level that I am. To mm. raise you... Yeah. I mean, this is all about me. And this Twitter thing, it's not going away, and I've experienced firsthand how uh, bad it can be, but at the same time, Quade Cooper's... The best thing that was said was by the ARU. If you don't like it, naff off. Exactly. And I think they should, I think they should the take his contract away because uh, he's only going to earn 120000 uh, at the Queensland Reds. The Wallabies don't need him. He's not that good. Let me tell you, culture's all important. And let me tell you, individuals don't win big matches. And that's what, and look at what's happened to the Wallabies now. And under pressure, Quade Cooper what hasn't a produced. What disjointed operation they are now. They got beaten the weekend by Springbok 100. slaughtered them. Absolutely. That's the headlines. We haven't touched the new A-League yet. And we've got a brand new man to take us through the Socceroos and also the A-League season. Craig Moore is coming up next to help us with all of that. Go the storm, well done. Cheer, cheer the red and... Okie dokes, the new A-League season kicking off this week. There's plenty of excitement surrounding it, probably the most of all A-League seasons. Some saying it is going to be the biggest. Craig Moore is our uh, soccer expert, going to talk to us about what to expect in the A-League. We've got uh, Heskey, Del Piero, Shinji Ono, who might nickname Yoko. Is it the best ever? Well, certainly it gives us a, a great opportunity uh, and, and the following is going to be there from day one. Um, Del Piero is a, a massive signing for, for this country. Uh, he is a, a proper marquee player that's going to get bums on seats and has, has generated interest from, from people throughout the country. But where do we go from Del Piero? I mean, to say, we had Dwight York. It's all very well to say, you know, he's going to attract people and going to attract members. But we've got to leverage Correct. off that signing to make sure that we grow it organically from the bottom up. Yep. And that's what we haven't done previously. And yeah. I'm suggesting this will be another waste of a million dollars. No, I, I don't think... Is it two million? Yeah. Two million. No, I, don't well, I, reckon reckon it's look, I don't think it will, right? Because what's going to happen is that, that money um, through corporate sponsorship and all that sort of stuff, uh, marketing... That'll come back, merchandise as well. Um, for me, Del Piero does have to leave a, a legacy. Sydney FC and FFA need to work on, on a way to, to make that possible. The contacts that he has alone in Italy, if we can start building sort of like some relationships there, whether it be there, players still coming out here or vice versa, we've got Australian players going out to Italy, 
I think is a, is a fantastic well, opportunity. Pitch coming through. But all the games are now being shown live into Italy for the Sydney FC. Now, is that just that's a tick how, how in the box? Yeah. How good is that? That's perfect. Yeah, I mean, that's good. that's what we want. Unless and they have a season like last year where they'll switch off because they were as boring as you know what. Well, I mean, the thing is now with it being shown all over the world, Italy especially. It's a great opportunity for us to showcase what we're all about. What time will it be beamed into Italy? What time will they watch it? Oh, what's the time difference? Just after nine, a nine, ten hours. Just a, um, Ange Postacoglu, <laughs> who's gone to his Melbourne victory, mind you, I say that, he's never seen a game in his life. Uh, That's not true. Is Ange the, the messiah? Is he the Craig Bellamy of the uh, the A-League? Well, ti- time will tell. He's, he's been paid the big bucks uh, and he's going to a Melbourne victory side that um, underachieved big time last yep. season. Um, certainly as a cattle. Um, in regards to the players that he has at the club. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how they go. We've got a new side in the Western Sydney. They've gone up, uh, there's only one club in uh, Brisbane now or in Queensland. Queensland yeah. uh, the A-League we all know was neglected last year because of their commitment to the, uh, to the, uh, the Australian team. How will it, how's it looking now at the moment? Well, look, obviously you had the, the fiasco last season with Gold Coast United. Yeah. Um, they're, they're gone. I mean, there was a bit of problem there with Newcastle as well. Now we've got Western Sydney Wanderers that have come in. Um, it's a, it's is a it region. a band-aid thing, though, or do they really have they really thought about it? Because it seems to me like it's just stuck together over the last well, couple look, of weeks. Well, look, it's happened probably a lot quicker than what we've all uh, thought uh, possible. It's a massive area. It's a massive footballing area. Tony Popovich has come in and he's going to manage that it's team. Good man. Very good man. Great player. Had a fantastic career. Um, served a good apprenticeship as well, and I think he'll do a great job at Western Sydney. Who wins? Uh, obviously, you're, you're a Brisbane man. You love the, the Brisbane guy. Who wins the title this year? Is there a smoky? Is there a smoky? Look, for me, I look at, I look at Perth Glory. They yeah. haven't had a lot of uh, new players coming in, so they're, they're working with fairly much the same players that they did last season, not being a lot said about them in the off-season. Sydney FC, I do believe, and I, I thought before Del Piero signed, I thought they were going to be competitive this year. Because um, you know, I tip the Swans and he tipped Melbourne, so there's a fair bit of pressure on you. There's a fair bit of pressure on you. One thing we've got to talk about is the Socceroos. Now, there is a school of thought that says we're not going to qualify for the World Cup. Where do you sit as a former Socceroo and uh, a man who's worn his heart and his sleeve plenty of times? Look, I still think we'll qualify. We can't afford a, another slip up. That's very, very clear. I think that our home form will get us over the line. Um, Outside of Japan, I don't think the group is that tough, although it is very testing when you're playing these away fixtures. How important, Craig, is it to sort of... Some of our older, older players, Schwarzer and Bresciano, Lucas, they're getting to that stage of the twilight. Tim, Timmy, Timmy, yeah. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy yeah. So when do you start tapping them on the shoulder and saying, well, move on, we've got to start injecting some youth and developing a real, genuine side for the next 10, 20 years? Look, it's a, it's a great question and it's a big debate at the moment. Our older players are playing now because they're still our best players. Um, our younger ones that we'd like to see coming through into the squad unfortunately aren't playing week in, week out um, in their leagues, uh, wherever they may be. So it's very hard. When you're talking about international team, you've got to earn the right to earn that jersey and our younger boys need to step up. And we've probably got to, we, we've got to appoint an international coach where we give him a specific charter that tell him he's in there for eight years and that his charter is to develop, not only safe, uh, self, safeguard his own interests. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree, because otherwise we're going in, in, in four-year cycles. Yeah. We bring in a, a man from overseas who's got his own way. He has to qualify for an Asian Cup, has to qualify for a World Cup, and then leaves. How are you enjoying that third division uh, Scottish uh, football, mate, at the moment with uh, Rangers out there? Yeah, what a, yeah. What a, what a change. What is a that, change. What it's a just change. a G up, isn't it? Well, well, they did the wrong thing. It, but it, it is what it is, you know. I think. Uh, are you a Rangers or a Celtic man? 
Oh, I played at Rangers for 10, 10 12 years. So I knew that. I just wanted to. You just wanted to wind me up. Is that right? I just wanted to wind you up. Yeah. 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 There's only one team in Scotland anyway. Who, who They're in, in the Scotland. third division. <laughs> it's beyond comprehension that they would they would allow strangers to, uh, Rangers to be in uh, receivership. Surely the country would bail them out. It's well, the country's got no money. They, they, they <laughs> thought it was an institution, and now we find ourselves in the third division. Now they're in the institution. Good on you, mate. Next up, we play Toss Up featuring Bathurst versus Formula One, Del Piero on Heskey. And should it have been Mal Meninga or Andrew Johns? Good question. Well, I know who you're going to go. Yeah. Time to play toss-up. We've got two foes up against each other. We have to pick a winner. Here we go first up. Which of Australia's two biggest motor races do you prefer? Bathurst or the Formula One GP in your home dunghill? Ah, let me tell you, there's no no doubt here. Bathurst. Bathurst. By 100 yeah. yards. Because? I grew up with Bathurst. Well, only because I grew up with Bathurst. Because it's a local product. It involves the whole country. Everyone gets behind it. And I grew no, up there. Do you know what the reason is? It's cars that you can actually buy. Sure, you can't buy the souped up. But I can see a Holden what, Commodore production win grows on the, uh, or a Ford Falcon win I can go and buy. On the showroom not floor. Like I'm going to go and buy one of those Williams BMW <coughs> Mercedes Yeah, but you will. The Honda Motor, you'll buy the Honda Please, Motor. Please, it's not the Honda that I drive. But the level of competition's far greater. From the days of Moffat, remember Moffat and uh, Brock? eight hours. Moffat and, and Brock. Whole, and blokes, the other thing is that the guys... The Holden Falcon. ...sneak up there three weeks early yeah. and bury cartons of beer. Oh, Even no. though there's a one carton a day limit, they still... That's this not is enough. an outstanding event. This is where Love we can identify this. with individuals. It's fantastic. Will you be watching? I do watch it. Please. You Not entirely. You won't watch a lap. Who will have a bigger impact on their team this year in the A-League? Alessandro Del Piero or Emil Heskey? Sydney or Newcastle, Del Piero or Heskey? Uh, we're going to say Sydney, obviously, by virtue of the fact that he's going to get more opportunities in a better side. Uh, Heskey's obviously a well-lauded player. Three World Cups. Going to Newcastle United. Just trying to They're weigh up... As uh, you know, Del Piero wandering the streets of Leichhardt or Marrickville oh, looking no, for a fee, <coughs> free Italian feed versus Heskey. Look, you got to take one face value. I think everything that's come out so far in their Broad publicity Meadow. leading to the first game has been positive. He's committed. He's going to take Australia to a new level. Uh, I think that's all very good. Sydney United are uh, compelled and uh, to... Sydney FC. Sydney well, United. Sydney, FC. Sydney United hit the dirt about 10, no, like 15 Sydney years FC. ago in controversial circumstances. You would like to think that he would ever be you know, when you consider the outlay. Okay, here's an interesting one. Which of the two losing grand final teams was the most disappointing, Hawthorne or Canterbury? I thought Hawthorne by a long way. Yeah. Hawthorne uh, really they've squandered opportunities. Psychologically, it's going to it's going to uh, leave an indelible well, see, mark on them for a long I, time. I, I don't think they were. I think them. And it's, it's harsh because both teams were fabulous, but you're not going to win a grand final in your life if you only score four points. And that was Canterbury's biggest uh, disappointment. You okay. aren't going to score. Yeah, look, they crossed the line once. The level of expectation at the outset was Hawthorne are uh, unbackable favourites. True. Two weeks out. But they Canterbury, hit, Melbourne Storm always went in as a favourite but, but line ball. The, the Hawks got to the front and the Swans came back. Yeah. So you give the Swans credit. And then Canterbury, the, and the Canterbury, were never, Canterbury were never in front. They were never in front from the opening I thought moment. Hawthorne were bitterly disappointed. Anyway. Uh, disappointing when you consider where they were and what was expected of them and the opportunities they had and they squandered them on all fronts. And finally, Andrew Johns was named the eighth rugby league immortal, but uh, many thought Mal Meninga should have been given the honour. Now, you're a great mate of Mal's. I know Joey very well. Who, in your it's opinion, should have got who we like very, who we like Joey better? Joey or friend. Mal? It's a subjective uh, argument. Both have richly deserve it. Is I think Mal Meninga, personally... And a lot of people will agree with me that he's the best player Australia have ever produced. Right. 
I think Mal Manigas is just an outstanding talent. He was tough and hard. He had all the attributes. Conversely, Joey, well, how can you... Uh, uh, you can't criticise Joey. You can't criticise any the, of them. Talking to the great players of the modern era, the best player that they've played with, like Brad Fittler yeah. and Paul Vorton and Peter Sterling say, the best player they've Wally ever seen Lewis. is Andrew Johns. Right, okay. They call him well, better than Wally Lewis. Well, I must mix, I must mix with a different crowd. But my know. point being that you, I'm going with Joey because I take away the off-field. A lot of people say the right. off-field stuff has something to do with it. I don't agree. I Let's think say, I think it's an embarrassment of riches. I, don't, I think the NRL wouldn't, uh, wouldn't actually err Why if they, they give nominated two? another one. Yeah, give another well, it was exactly Rugby League right. Week. Why didn't they yeah. give two? That and I must commend have... the NRL for the manner in which they did present Joey to the uh, to the legendary status, putting him by chopper. I thought their pre-match entertainment was outstanding. I thought their after-match was a disgrace. Okay. When 40,000 are part of the ground. Now, that's an aside, but okay. it's the purpose. Toss-up is over. Next up, happy time, the big finish. And our sporting bet, best bets of the week. Oh, no, not to be missed. I think we won well, I get Craig Moore back in to tip us one. <laughs> His horse is better than all of them. You're buffering. Buffering. Ooh. Happy 40th birthday to Aussie goalkeeper Mark Schwarzer. Another World Cup qualifier coming up for the uh, Ruse against the Rock next week and uh, time for a win, I'd Absolutely. suggest. Absolutely. How long do you reckon he's got to go? Oh, let's hope for our sake he's got a while to go. Another We're 10 years. A tad at the minute. <laughs> Happy anniversary to Mick Doohan back in 1980. He won his fifth straight world motorcycle championship. He is an absolute legend of the sport and I don't think we'll ever see another. Maybe not. Uh, he's an outstanding uh, talent. Happy trails, Michael Schumacher. He's been replaced at Mercedes by Lewis Hamilton for next year. Could this be the end of the German Formula One legend? Yeah, but he's, he's an outstanding career. Uh, look at those three oh. names. Schwarzer, Doohan and uh, Schumacher. Three absolute Touch legends of, of there, the sports that they represent. Now for the big finish. The NBL season kicks off this week. Hands up if you knew that. No one here. To no. racing and gay Waterhouse's Piero has won all of his eight race starts. After a fine win at the Valley last Friday, the Guineas and Cox played a wait. Question is, will he remain unbeaten? No, I think more joyous might get him in the Cox Plate. and uh, he'll Singo beef, it no, gets up. Well, it'll be amazing. And speaking of racing, all of the overseas brigade have arrived for the Melbourne Cup. Apparently 16 of them are here. How many will make it through to the Melbourne Cup on that Tuesday, November? Uh, about a couple of hands for. Probably another half a dozen trained by Australian trainers as well, so they might have the whole lot. Now the quote of the week, and it's from FIFA head honcho Sepp Blatter, talking about FIFA. Mm. And this is what he said, and I quote, We are not perfect... But we are not the Mafia. We are not a corrupt organisation. What do you think of that? Now, let me tell you, Seth, before you go any further, if you didn't really think that, or if you do think that, why publicise it and put it out there in the public arena? Unless, of course... And, and where's, where's that. that World Cup going to in a couple of years' time? I've just <laughs> forgotten. Where yeah, they're it? still building the rain cloud. Yeah, it's about 70 degrees <laughs> each and every day. Now with the Sporting Bet Best Bets of the Week, I like Sydney FC to win their opener. Surprise, surprise against the Kiwis or Wellington in New Zealand. And who do you think I like? Oh, well, you'll be there. You're the halftime entertainment at the Victoria Derby, the Melbourne Derby between Hart victory and Victory. Victory in the Heart. Yeah, it'd be a huge game. Who are you going to tip? I'm tipping Victory. Of course. And Sporting Bet uh, heading to the races. They like December draw in the Turnbull Stakes at Flemington. Now, don't forget to download our podcast. Just search PTI in the iTunes store. And every Champions League game live on ESPN3.com. So catch it over the next couple of days. I'm Russell Barwick. And as always, I'm Sam Kekovich. And more importantly, Channel 9 and Gus Gould replay the commentary about the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> you know it makes sense. Well, I notice you missed rabbits there. I'll leave rabbit out. <laughs> the only one who calls him singular. We all pluralise the rabbit. Oh, yeah,